righty. I was making sure my mic is on. Welcome back to the Embassy Talks podcast. Um, yes, we decided to take a week off because uh, I wanted to turn thirty in peace. Um, <laughs> that's basically my reasoning. So, um, but we're back. Uh, regular schedule programming. Um, how's everything, Jay? Do we have any church announcements today? Um, no church announcements. Actually, if anybody's in the San Diego area, uh, this weekend will be the free, keyword free, Black Comic Books Day um, in San Diego. So I'm going to post more information on it. But if anybody's listening and wanting to attend, again, it's a free family event. Uh, Mike will be there selling the book. I unfortunately won't be there, but supporting from afar. Uh, but yeah, that's the only really church announcement. Cool, cool. Um, I got a tattoo, a, a new tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Church announcements for me. I am basically back on regular streaming schedule for now. So, oh, stay to play. Stay tuned for stay to play. Is happening Wednesday, four o'clock central, my so my time. Um, it's the first Sony State Play for the year 2024. So, curious to see what all we're getting. So, I wasn't sure if I was gonna stream it, but I was like, uh, sure, why not? If I get a nice surprise Kingdom Hearts trailer, I would be all the better for it. So, yeah, um, so early stream Wednesday and then kind of regular stream. Thursday. Oh, I'm playing Tekken 8 right after. Uh, I'm I'm feeding fighting games back into my roster. Um, not competitively or anything, nothing, nothing like that. I just there's like Tekken 8 came out, so I want to play it. So, and I want to get back on Street Fighter a bit. So, um, and then stream on Thursday, and yeah, um, outside of that, nothing new. Nothing, nothing news. It's not really going to be anything new for me until we get some new, other new games out outside of Tekken. Um, but basically Rebirth comes out, um, and we get more promo for other games this year. So, um, and I will be more consistent with posting all the things to include YouTube videos and the podcast stream. And yeah, (laughs) uh, (laughs) yes. So, um, I think that's it though on my side for a church announcements. Break was good. Like I said, I got to turn 30 in peace. Uh which it was kind of, it was one of those things of like I didn't know I didn't quite know what I wanted, but Mr. Embassy kind of figured it out for me. So it was one of those like, see that's what that's why that's why he's a mister. Um so <laughs> he was just like, Do you just want to do this? I was like, mm-hmm, yep, yep, that worked. <laughs> so um but uh i got all year to celebrate with friends anyway so um i think that's it though but yeah so uh let's get right into the docket without further ado it's actually pretty heavy not heavy as in content but heavy as in i put a lot in there um (laughs) a lot happened so i pare it down the highlights uh, for the past week and a half um and some random interesting stuff happened as well so um but yeah without further ado let's get into our news beat headlines which really is nothing of politics or international it was the uh narcotics fueled beef not beef heard around the world apparently um for 72 hours so um the hiss hiss heard around the world yes (laughs) so in case you've been living under a rock and or off the internet uh for the past five days um it all started when meg the stallion's uh new song new single hiss uh was debuted it was actually um on my birthday i was like oh this is a nice way to top it off um so <laughs> for the record i i like the song um it was a hit for me but um yeah it was a song basically a song his uh she actually did a little bit of self-promo 
um went on the breakfast club that next morning um and like called in well she didn't go but she called in on the breakfast club and she was like oh yeah his means just like you know it's a warning leave me alone uh so leave me alone song so um there was one line in particular that caught the attention of nikki of uh nikki uh minaj uh onika mirage um and it's the line these hoes don't be mad at megan these hoes be these hoes mad at megan's law so if you didn't know megan's law is a federal law requiring law enforcement to make information available about registered sex offenders so that particular line led to the narcotic fueled rant from nikki uh for over 72 hours via instagram live and other um outlets i think uva was she also used uva apparently and also used other uh i don't know if she did a spaces she's definitely on instagram live a lot um a lot a lot um and she she was ranting and like you know testing bars out i guess if you want to call it that and just uh saying all the well things and um that was before and of course twitter fingers were live um and that was all before she released she released her disc that's not a disc uh record called bitfoot and that released sunday so yesterday um but sunday evening like it was supposed to release sunday and then it was pushed to sunday evening um i over here in this camp we don't necessarily uh sex offender so well, i'm not giving her the stream but also i don't want to hurt your ears like that um if you're curious you can go listen it's not worth the four minutes though <laughs> um i'm sorry barb so y'all gotta take the l um so yeah your thoughts on this development as we watched in real time this has been so entertaining <laughs> ever so entertaining there were so many shots fired in that song um like of course megan's law one stood out one of the, like the biggest ones that stood out but telling people basically y'all are dick riding uh get on jpay if you want to be on tory lanes like that because i was like mm. i was like when she said jpay i was like not the jpay <laughs> not, his, not the prison pen pals um <laughs> So yeah, it's like it was just yeah, and the uh, rebuttal. I was telling him this earlier, like I was talking with my sister, and that was the equivalent of saying like, "You have nothing else to say, so you're just gonna start to be like, well, you're fat, you're this, you're that.'" <laughs> so she's like, "You're tall, you got big feet, <laughs> okay, and." Yeah. Like, what does that have? To, and the funny part about being the tall, I'm like, okay, so you're are you insulting everybody who's tall? So like, everybody who's tall is automatically. I don't. Mm, it was really weak. It was very. It's yeah, and and oh, the barbs are out in full force with it though, and they were doxing people. They were. They doxed. Um, Megan's mother's uh, gravesite. Yeah, which hey, fuck around if you want to find out because that's a federal offense for uh, desecrating a grave. Right? It's like it, it's a federal offense, but also like, aren't you? Are y'all not afraid of getting that back spirit form? I don't know. I just don't. I don't mess with. I don't mess with the dead at, at all. I like the one girl who TikTok because she was saying how they were trying to dox her. And she's like, that's okay. You can dox me. She's like, because ain't nobody pulling up to my address. She's like, I got four German Shepherds in the backyard. I live in Alabama. It's a shoot state. She's like, our law even says shoot to kill. So she's like, I have a do not trespass sign up on my gate. She's like, so please try it if you want. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So like people be doxing people and then end up getting hurt if you really on China because nobody actually wants to pull up. They just want to put your information out there for what? Just to be out there. Just to be out there. But yeah, um yeah, me I was <laughs> I said earlier in Discord, I was like, hmm, that was that was the best anti drug propaganda uh PSA we've had in a while. Um <laughs> Yes. Since the likes of Whitney, we have not been this like <laughs> Like, ooh, don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that was a that was a nice PSA that we got in real time. Um, this is recorded on the internet, so it's gonna be there forever. So you know, you can just play it back in the classrooms. Um, <laughs> yes, my favorite thing that somebody said though was because uh, allegedly it was a coke fueled uh, rant. And they were just like, I know that's not the same stuff that Bruno Mars went on because they we would never they're like this is something else. They gotta be cracked. I was like, that's funny. But then somebody else says like, no, I don't think it's cracked because like DMX is kind of giving that hints while he was on it. I don't, I don't. We don't know what she was on. Like we don't know, but she was going off. She was. It's like oh. And then when people found out her age, it's like, yes, at her big age of 41. Uh, yes. At your big age. Messing with a 20 year old. I was like, Ugh. Yes. And basically, basically, it was the epitome of hit dog holler- hollering because, like, no names were dropped in the song. None. The funny thing is, she could have just been, been like, that could have been a reference to anybody. But I mean, if the shoe fits, like you said, <laughs> lace that bitch up. <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, that was very entertaining for the whole these last couple days. Yes, yeah. But the funny part was, I was mad when she said that she was going to do her disc record, and I'm like, okay, well, I want to hear this when it comes out because I need to compare, right? And everybody was waiting for it to drop, and then she's like, actually, it's going to be tomorrow, and I was like. You said three o'clock Pacific Standard Time. I was ready at three o'clock Pacific Standard Time. She was still trying to find somebody to uh, help produce those beats. That's that's what was running behind on that. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh Lord, please don't let her write nothing else no more. Because <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even say like let her sleep on it because like, no, nah, that need that needed a good week to breathe. Um, that was just yeah. It's like, but yes, it was very entertaining. <laughs> That's my thoughts on it. It was very, very entertaining. Yep. Um. All right. Moving right along. So, um, this topic kind of came up because Power World just came out recently. So people were kind of split. Like a lot of people, a lot of people hopped on and played it. Uh, I haven't yet because I, I just was busy with other stuff. Um, and then other people refused to play it or give it any type of uh publicity because they accused it of being basically plagiarized Pokemon and using AI. So to talk about it a bit slash clear the air um so power world is this new uh survival game where you recruit adorable pokemon like creatures and seeing them to fight or work um it's been out for um, it's been more than four days but it's been out for like a week and a half let's say um already a massive hit uh the early access version of the game reached over 1.5 million concurrent players on steam making it the most played game on the platform and marking the third highest number of concurrent players on the platform of all time that doesn't even include players who download the game via Xbox Game Pass, meaning its overall active player base is much likely larger. Uh, according to its developer Pocket Pair, the game sold over 5 million copies uh, within three days. So, there are people online accusing Pocket Pair of using AI to generate elements in the game, although so far these claims appear to be unsubstantiated. Some of the feedback has been driven by a different game, um, which in 2022 the team at Pocket Pair created a game called AI Art Imposter, where players had to use an AR, AI art generator as part of playing the game, leading some people to wonder if similar technology was at work with Power World. Um, and then uh, also, there's also discussion online uh, considering the line between a work that's inspired by another game versus one that's still in material. When does something pass the point of inspiration and reach a level of ripping off Pokemon? As, a pub- as of the time that the article that I pick this from uh publish this uh nintendo and the pokemon company international have not filed any lawsuit against pocket pair for copyright infringement 
but it hasn't stopped many friends online from pointing out instances where creatures in the game appear to take direct inspiration from Pokemon designs, and people online have accused Pocket Pair of stealing models directly from Pokemon. Um, outside of what I just read, <laughs> and y'all talking about it, I have I don't really have much of an opinion on this. Although I would be interested to see if Pokemon Company International and Nintendo are gonna press that lawsuit button. Um. Just because, like, for me as a casual, as a casual Pokemon fan, um, and looking at some elements of Power World, they do kind of look alike, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's straight up plagiarism. Um, as far as the AI, those claims have been unsubstantiated, like it said, so, eh. Um, your thoughts, though, because I know you've been playing. <laughs> I've I played heavy. <laughs> Um, that game is so fun. Um, my thing is, yes, like you can tell it, it draws direct inspiration yeah. from Pokemon. <laughs> like some of those, you look at it and be like, "That's a Pokemon." Like even while we're playing, we'd be like, "My pals, my Pokemon." <laughs> I, I don't call them Spears. I'd be like, "My po- I don't have any more Pokeballs." Um, but the game itself is really fun, and then if it, my only big qualm about it would be the AI portion, that like if it was uh, that art, the um, concepts and things like that were created off of the AI work versus like having somebody actually sit down and come up with these concepts of the uh, for the art and the design and everything like that. Um, but like as far as it being similar to any of the uh, Pokemon. My thing is, y'all should have made the game because <laughs> there are many of Pokemon games, but none like this. Yeah, and then I saw some. I saw some comments of like, "Well, Pokemon wouldn't make a shooter," but I was like, they had whole rocket launchers and grenade launchers and uh, grenade grenade missiles and all that in the in the anime cartoon. So it's not it's not like Disney exactly i'm like it's just you, you even without the guns it would still be fun i was like it's the whole open world concept discovering and unlocking different parts it is a survival game as well and it's like i didn't think that i would like a survival game whatsoever but i do i was like and then you got them doing work and doing different tasks and it's just really fun and you can play with people so it's not, and it doesn't have to be a couch play, a couch co-op. So like, which is even better. So it's like, you can play with anybody wherever they are. Like, it's very fun. So fun. I bought the game. I have Game Pass and I bought it. But that's because <laughs> the the free version was just acting up for uh. me. Yeah, it was crashing every, every other time. It was kept crashing. So I just was like, I'll just buy the game. And then it stopped crashing. Um, so I was like, server's much better. Um, Go ahead. But yeah, I was like, I, I just, I hope they don't get sued. <laughs> because <laughs> even if it doesn't get to like the court, most of the times that's just to weaken a company. Yeah. And to drive money out. So I was like, please don't, because I'm enjoying the hell out of this game. It's so fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, y'all can come to some type of agreement and keep the servers online. Please and thank you. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Be interesting. Like I said, I don't have... You should definitely play. I I should. I'll get to it. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on it. I haven't played it yet. I'm not against it, per se. I just, I wanted to be well-informed, and I'm informed enough from this, so it was like, well, okay. Um, As far as other games go, like, compared to, like, other games or other forms of art, like, this seems fairly harmless outside of the potential lawsuit for plagiarism. But um, but outside of that, I was like, okay. Uh, I think I think I could play this if I, uh, you know, it, it, when I get the chance. But like I said, I didn't really have, like, much of an opinion on it. I just thought it was really interesting because it sparked a big conversation. But I will say, like, it does, it, there is value to just waiting. 
without <laughs> jumping to conclusions um specifically about i know ai is a very controversial big thing so like um not swallow. <laughs> um, have you been so wall- Have you ever been so wallowed? <laughs> so uh, wallowed up. <laughs> but um, I know AI is like a really big controversial thing. Um, because you know AI art tends to steal uh real art. So like, I do understand people's um people not wanting to really deal with this because AI was attached to it because the developer was do was doing ai previously but it's still worth to wait it's still it's still worth waiting um it's you can wait till more information comes out before you have a fully formed opinion which i think people forget about these days um so that's what i was waiting on because it was like mm, i've yet to see a game that was so gung-ho on ai that was just like blatant about it especially for something like this that is basically a direct copy of um Pokemon um like to me that wouldn't be a smart move if half if half the total addressable market is like very much against AI uh in video games at all even though they're like people use AI as a tool all the time but yeah I get what people are saying, like no AI. They mean no AI, AI art, but yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, uh, that would be that would be the lesson here is like exercise a little patience for more until more information comes out. Um, and do what you want. <laughs> Doesn't make you a horrible person if you do play it, and if if a little AI was used, but uh, also if. If you're against that, that doesn't mean you should, like, harass others who might be enjoying it. Especially if they're, like, enjoying the privacy of their own uh, domains and are... Then they just happen to post about it or something. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think a conversation is worth having without vitriol, AI, bad, boo. So, (laughs) that's just me, though. Anything else on Power World other than you want me to play it? <laughs> that that's it. I want every, I want everybody to somehow play it because that game is fun, <laughs> fun, 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 fun. Um, you don't think so at first, and then all of a sudden it's, you get it very into it. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll add that to my ever growing backlog. Um, <laughs> moving right along to Creator Hub. Um, so beefy creator hub, uh, some good news actually. Uh, so Twitch has made significant changes to the partner plus structure. The new program has been renamed the plus program and is now open to all monetized creators, affiliates, and partners. The 70 30 split sub split will require 300 plus points instead of 350. Uh, this creates a new tier at 60 40 sub split achieved with 100 plus points, removes the 100,000 sub earnings cap before returning to 50 50. The program starts tracking on February 1st, making the first effective month and can be achieved in May 2024. Y'all want to start something to me again? I added more emotes. Um, <laughs> in this economy, I know, I know, but, you know, money has to be made. So, um, I, I think this is a good move on Twitch overall, even, even though the revenue is not shining uh, like it once was. Uh, for the company, but I still think it's a pretty good move. Uh, quick thoughts on that, though. Um, I'm glad that they're doing that. Uh, it's a nice little fair thing to add for their partnerships and things like that. Uh, like you said, finally one time when they're like listened, right? And it's like, oh yes, and it makes it a little bit more enticing. Um. And I think, was it last week or the week before when we were talking about, I still kind of am on the lookout for that whole, uh, if the prime, the rumor about the prime uh, sub going away. So actually, they they haven't fully addressed that, but there is like some news with prime. 
So the Prime Gaming subs is uh, right up under uh, changing to a fixed rate payout. Before this, it was a rate based on local price subs. Twitch says this will decrease revenue by less than 5% in the vast majority of countries. So that's the only thing. Um, but yeah, outside of that, nothing else on Prime Sub. I mean, it's here, uh, but it's just going to be a fixed rate. We'll see what they do because uh, Amazon already started charging for ads on Prime Video. So, oh damn, yeah, it's extra if you want it ad free now. Ugh, they got us. You've been skating by for years, years. Now they're like, "Oh no, we adding ads." It's like now you think, yeah, I think about it. yeah, we didn't have ads on Prime. Damn it. Yeah, no. You don't have ads. That's like been like a thing. Is they've never had ads, and then now they're adding them. Hmm. I got that little notification today when I turned it on. It's like for two ninety nine, you can have it <laughs> ad free. Like no, thank you. I'll stick to just watching my uh, uh, HBO shows and stuff like that on Prime. Yeah. All right. Um. Moving along, I am excited about the plus structure, uh, but hopefully I'll the guy increase up goals and what you call it, what do you call them things? Yeah. Not goals and I don't know. Words escape me right now. <laughs> benefits. Wording is hard. Wording is hard. We'll say benefits. Incentives. There we go. Sub incentives. Yeah, I gotta tweak those now. Um, all right, moving along. Twitch has dramatically increased the number of emote slots for the second time in as many months. Affiliates now get up to 20 static and up to 20 anime emote slots. Um, I did uh, go into my dashboard and saw a few more slots added, so I, <clears throat> so I just went ahead and added some more emotes that I already had. Uh, partners now get as many as 60 anime emote slots. Um, this and... Uh, the uh oh this and the above news with prime gaming are precursors to sub price increases uh hype train emotes got a refresh or more accurately a recycle by serving old emotes from 2019 to 2021 aka the golden age um more than likely golden age of twitch everybody was on there um Twitch has announced that they are no longer monitoring or offering support for the localized Twitter accounts. This covered Japanese, uh, French, German, Portuguese, and Spanish. And then also, which is really interesting, Twitch quietly ended its partnerships with Rolling Stone, Vice, and Complex. So if you notice that you, whenever you log into Twitch, you don't see Rolling Stone, Vice, or Complex anymore on the front page, that's why. Yeah, they ain't got enough money, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anything, um, anything to add on those, though? Yes, definitely agree that they don't got enough money. It's it's hit where it's already with like like we've like again we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. Companies and layoffs and things like that. Uh, so it's just something that's hit. And that's going to keep hitting and they're finding ways to cut costs so that way it doesn't affect as much um, like the different operations that they have. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, We'll see. We'll see how they fare out, fare out this year. I think I heard somewhere that it's going to be a rough two-ish years economically so we'll see how they fare out in the next couple in these next couple years i don't think they're gonna like disappear forever i think it's just gonna be kind of a stormy ride right now um things might be ebbing and flowing uh all right in youtube news youtube laid off 100 people from its creator management teams this layoff apparently also impacted the also impacted the head of youtube gaming uh leo Leo Olebi, 
this could significantly impact YouTube's plan for live content moving forward, which is interesting because YouTube, comparatively speaking, YouTube is a bit behind Twitch when it comes to the gaming site side of it. But the live stream, as someone who's live streamed on both Twitch and YouTube, it, I, it was kind of, you kind of was, I was kind of able to get used to it. It wasn't like horrible. Like people were complaining about the interface a lot uh, before I got into streaming on YouTube, but overall it wasn't bad. It was tangible. It was like, yeah, it wasn't as fancy as Twitch, uh, but it was manageable. <laughs> so, um, but whatever they had moving, whatever they had planned moving forward might be, might be put on hold for now because of those layoffs. So. Um, and then finally in creator news, yeah, I'll take a sip of water. But I get for not talking at work as much. Okay. Finally in creative news, uh, Mr. Beast is rumored to be signing a hundred million dollar content deal with Amazon. Rumored. Don't know when or if it'll be announced, but that apparently is his next big money move. But since hmm. since Mrs. Beast is also is pretty much already Mr. YouTube at this point, like I don't see him coming into swooping in to save Twitch per se. <laughs> I am curious about this uh content deal with Amazon though. Cause it does sound like he's about to dual have dual homes and YouTube and Twitch. Unless he does stuff like um you know like the conservation efforts now that they started doing in africa when they built all those wells and things like that oh. unless they started following him around and documenting some stuff because uh, i don't see him as a twitch streamer i, don't like, I know some of the other people and they watch twitch and stuff yeah but i don't see him as a day-to-day gonna Cause like well they're I mean I know like the one thing that they do play is Minecraft yeah but I don't see him doing that I see him doing something else with Amazon yeah like bigger than Twitch I can see that yeah like unless they do like specialty streams yeah I was gonna say Minecraft and like I know he's been on a lot of podcasts or and I think he has his own podcast so maybe like if it is a Twitch move it'll be that but I think like he says probably. It's probably more so the following him around with the conservation efforts that he's been doing. Which is a, I would say is a smart move. Um, yes. Very much. But, uh, anything else on the YouTube layoffs and Mr. or Mr. Beast's possible new deal? All right. Um, layoffs again times are hitting all these companies that over projected uh so unfortunately that's what happens uh we're seeing the effects of these now and it's going to be this is not going to be the last time that we hear about layoffs from uh any of these type of entertainment and tech companies so yeah pretty much Alrighty. <clears throat> Didn't have anything for the deep dive, so moving right along to whoop. Just don't care, so do we care. Um this is me saying <laughs> this is me saying Comedy Central, just they, they don't care to this degree. Uh so um John Stewart Daily Show wants John Stewart back. So John Stewart is gonna host the Daily Show on Mondays beginning February twelfth. He'll also serve as a He'll also serve as an executive producer, helping to guide the rotating cast of comedians who will fill the anchor seat every Tuesday through Thursday. <clears throat> Which I said before privately, I love me some Jon Stewart. I love him down. But y'all really couldn't find anyone else? Said nobody. <laughs> um, And this is, this is actually opening up because his, his show on Apple uh, TV, The Problem with Jon Stewart, uh, got canceled back in October. I'm assuming as a re- well, they take long breaks anyway. So I don't know if it's if it was was in fact the results of the writers and actor strike 
um, that was going on at the same time or if Apple just decided to cancel. Um, <clears throat> so his show is no more on Apple TV. So this, I mean, it's kind of like perfect timing type of thing. But yeah, Jon Stewart's coming back. Um, like I said, love me some John. <laughs> I just, but like you had options. <laughs> you even if I personally didn't like the options, like y'all had rotating options for a full year. A lot, a lot. <sighs> like dang, even the Breakfast Club, they finally got a third host permanently. Is that confirmed? Because I heard that wasn't confirmed. Pretty sure they finally confirmed it. But yeah, <laughs> Comedy Central, get it together. Yes. <laughs> There's so many people that they could. There's so many up and coming comedians that they could give that shot to. Mm-hmm. They're just just as funny. They said we want that old thing back and watch that be like the <laughs> downfall. <laughs> I mean, I hope not because like. I, I mean, John Stewart is still insanely ta- talented. Like his show was like doing pretty well. I won't say it was doing pretty well on Apple, but I still enjoyed his show on Apple. Um, but they are leaning yes. on him a lot. <laughs> yes, as but also he's going to bring his audience over. Yeah, but then you're going to lose some of that younger audience that kind of tunes in. Think so. So, is it because we were young? Because well, we were young when he was on it. Dang it! So it was just so it it was like a oh okay so we grew with it yeah versus kind of like how in the elections how they keep getting older and we're just like <laughs> dang <laughs> y'all are old and it's just like it's kind of the same things like. Okay, but you, you know you can do fresh blood. So, because I only say it could be a downfall just because once you start moving backwards, sometimes mm. that's when you start having issues more. So it's just like okay, he moved on from the show a long time ago. We can yeah. keep going. Yeah, it kept going. It was fine, and it's just like eh. Eh. So I don't know. I get that. Kudos for but kudos for keeping a job. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, he is gonna keep a job regardless. Oh yeah. But yes, kudos for keeping the job. Um, at least, at least, even though John Stewart is getting older and all that, and at this point, I was like, damn, like y'all just just give him a late night show. Um. But even though he's like getting older and all that, um, I will say the good thing about him particularly, I'm not just saying this as a fan, but objectively speaking, like the good thing about him particularly is that at least he's able to recognize like young talent, um, and bring them on, um, and cultivate them. Cause like he, obviously he did that at the Daily Show. It was a whole lot of correspondence, um, that came through, but also like, uh, you can even see his writers on his show on Apple um, was like super young, super diverse. So I don't think he's going to be like cranky old man type of yelling at the sky. But I do see the yeah. I do see a big flaw. In, like, I think we're just going back for nostalgia's sake. It's kind of like <laughs> if like, even though Jay Leno uh was still on late night television, but if he went back to yeah. like the original late night show stuff, like if all of a sudden it went back to him again, it would be like oh, like the the Jay Conan oh, Jay that. thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, eh, eh. Get some new talent in. It's okay. Yeah. Like I said. Y'all had a plethora of people to choose from. They really did. A plethora. Hi, Dirty. Um, a plethora. A whole plethora. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah. All right. Anything else on uh on on beloved dad John Stewart? <laughs> Comedy dad. <laughs> uh no more on him. All right. Slight trigger warning for this next uh topic which is in the weekly roundup. Yeah, I forgot the graphic. We'll just get right into it. Um so, um <laughs> Trigger one for the next topic, um, which I had no idea about, because I think after, okay, after after a certain age, I think there are two umbrellas of people who watch wrestling. People who used to watch it as kids, and they're like, okay, I'm done with that, and that, that was me. Um, and then people who still either watch it or keep up with what's going on in the wrestling universe. Um, So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't that didn't like wrestling i just got into other stuff i started video games yeah that was more entertaining for me anyway maybe here another um all right so vince mcmahon who is the wwe founder resigns amid sex trafficking allegations um so vince mcmahon resigned from his role as executive chairman of tko the parent company of wwe following disturbing allegations of sexual assault trafficking and physical abuse the allegations came to light in a lawsuit filed by former WWE staffer Janelle Grant, who worked at the headquarters of the wrestling behemoth McMahon founded. McMahon has denied the allegations, obviously, and said he's prepared to defend himself in court. But in a statement Friday, McMahon said that he has resigned. Uh, reports that McMahon had paid out settlements to multiple women while serving as WWE CEO and chairman have been circulating since at least 2022. But the lawsuit filed by Grant sheds new light on the extent of McMahon's alleged misconduct. Um, Some of what was in the lawsuit uh, that Grant alleged that McMahon dangled a job offer at WWE and later promotions in exchange for sex. Um, It also alleged that McMahon trafficked her to other men inside and outside the company, uh, including John uh, Laurinaitis, who worked in the company's talent relations department, and is also named as a defendant in the suit. Um... So, yeah, uh, so McMahon also engaged in acts of extreme cruelty and degradation toward Grant during her time at WWE. Uh, I'm sure it's not just her that this happened to, but plenty of other women there. So, um, I, like I said, I knew nothing about this till Jay told me. Um, yeah. (laughs) Did you have any more to add on that, though? Yeah, it was like, definitely, if anybody wants to check it out, it's a 30-page document. Um, it's there for the public to see. Um, I definitely feel like that there's going to be more women that are going to come out. Just because once one comes out, and especially if they if they end up settling, that more will come out. And because uh, this can't just be an isolated incident to, based on how much was said um it starts going in that realm of like ain't nobody making all this up no way there's no way um i was telling him like random details about it uh and yeah it's it gets very extensive so i'm like definitely if you're not whatever's like just read the documents Form your own opinions on it, but me, I'm just like he did it. Yeah. He whatever, did it. whatever, whatever it said, it, he did that. He did it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Mm-mm. I was like that dirty old man did it. <laughs> That's what I read. That's I mean, what I feel. We kind of already knew Vince McMahon was like, uh, like a heinous kind of piece of shit anyway. But I thought he yeah. was just like shitty in the sense of not taking care of people. So I knew, okay, I knew some stuff about wrestling when I, like, as I, like, got older. Um, like, you know, they weren't being paid fairly, medical issues, um, addiction issues, stuff like that. I just didn't know this other side. Although, I'm not really surprised at this point. Um, considering it's Vince McMahon. So, like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like Jay said, definitely if you got the time, uh, and the mental energy, like, uh, 
take a take a gander at the lawsuit since it is filed and therefore public records now. Um, but anything else on that? Not on him. Not on that man. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Last but not least, just a interesting did you know type of thing that happened so apparently amelia Earhart's long lost plane is was possibly spotted in the in the pacific by an exploration team um and this is someone who if i remember correctly either worked in the military or the feds um and they retired and then they like uh kind of hedge funded their own type of exploration team and was just like really curious about this so um, new clues have emerged in what is one of the greatest mysteries, uh, which is uh, the disappearance of uh, Amelia Earhart and her uh, navigator friend Noonan. Um, so Deep Sea Vision and Ocean Exploration Company, based in South Carolina, announced that it captured a compelling sonar image of what uh, could be Earhart's aircraft at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, the team spotted the plane-shaped object between Australia and Hawaii, about 100 miles off Howland Island, which is where Earhart and her and uh, her navigator Fred Noonan were supposed to refuel, refuel, but never arrived. Um, so in case you forgot or didn't know, Earhart and Noonan vanished in 1937 while on a quest to circumnavigate the globe. Trip would have made Earhart the first female pilot to fly around the world. Nearly a century later, neither their bodies nor the plane have uh, have been definitively recovered, becoming one of the greatest mysteries of all time, um, generally generating countless theories as to what may have happened. Um, so the prospect of Earhart's plane lodged in the ocean floor backs up the popular theory that the aircraft ran out of fuel, fuel and sank into the water, but others have suggested that she and Noonan landed on an island and starved to death. Um, some, some believe the two crashed and were taken uh, by Japanese forces who were expanding their presence in the region leading up to World War II. So, quite an interesting thing. Um, My thing is, <laughs> you got enough money and time to find that. Find that Malaysian Airlines oh, uh, yeah. plane that went down. <laughs> they find that they had a very specific interest apparently in Amelia Earhart <laughs> I'd be like I'd be more inclined to see that one because at least that, that plane has a black box so we can find out exactly what went wrong true um, <laughs> Amelia Earhart does not <laughs> um, it's like it's been it's been forever at this point yeah it could right where they left it. <laughs> it's right where they left it. Uh, but yeah, it's but though, but in all seriousness, though, um, it is kind of if they do find it, that would be a cool historical thing to find, and that's probably like if they um brought the plane up, that'd be like one of those things that they put in a museum. Oh, be like, this yeah, is the plane that'll definitely go into like the Smithsonian, yeah, aviation wing, yeah. So, I was like, that'd be kind of cool to see that. Be like, ah, it's the actual plane after all these years, it's been finally been found, but yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was like, oh, like it's like you don't really see uh random stories like that these days. Um, mm -mm. I do wish people, uh, would raise and save and, uh, use their 401ks more to help current problems, but this is yes. still interesting. I mean, that money could have gone to, I don't know, Flint, um, <laughs> give them some drinkable water finally. Listen, like you know. when when you ha when you reach a certain tax bracket, you only you really only fund your specific selfish interest. This is why I can't be a millionaire or a billionaire because <laughs> I would be doing all kinds of stuff that they'd be like, you shouldn't be doing this, and I'm like, mm, it's my money. It's how I'm choosing to do. But the thing I'm is. Stop it. 
the thing is you could do it but the maintenance of it would take even more yes <laughs> but we figured that out as we went <laughs> touche <laughs> I think that's what I, I do think that's where like millionaires and billionaires get hung up. It's like, yeah, they could do a one time fee, but they don't want to like keep doing that maintenance. Um, so they just don't. My theory. It's like, ugh. yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. Let's see. Is there anything else that we didn't cover? Um. I think we got through everything. I didn't realize that we get through it so quickly. <laughs> but I think right? we got through everything. <laughs> I was like, I think we did. I think we did. All right. Um <clears throat> All right, y'all. Uh I think we're going to wrap it here. Yes, I know it was short. Um <laughs> <laughs> if if things pop off throughout the week, it'll, it'll probably be a longer podcast. Uh, maybe next week, but yeah, we'll see. It's just I don't know. I'll I'll find something. I might okay. An idea is that for the news beat, I might do what I did tonight, what we did tonight, and do one cultural, political, whatever is trending and a gaming type of thing. That'll balance it out. Yeah. That way it will be a little more gamey gamey. Um yes. mm. Oh, and I guess I do have a church announcement. When I get back to gaming 85, because you're here 85. <laughs> in a couple months, 85. Um, I am gonna get back to streaming. Um, but it's once we move and we have the space for my setup, um, I'll get that. And it will be a 12-hour one when I get back to it. What? One. 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 You know he's going to clip that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I have, like, games. Because... Hopefully, I have some games to play by then because um, Ronin, don't know when that's supposed to come out, but hopefully by then, hopefully, um, in the next couple months. If not, I have other backlogs because I said I was going to play Last of Us 1 and 2. So, yeah. (laughs) I I got games. Oh, all right. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Embassy Talks podcast. Thank y'all for coming out. We will see y'all next week.